Design Talk with your host, Bethany James said. Ever wondered the story behind the design industry leaders who have made it to the top? There's always a story behind a tall poppy. I'm Bethany James, founder of luxury retailer James Said, and I'm here to discover the stories behind the people who have made it to the top of the design world. So today we're talking to award-winning interior designer Greg Natale. But to me, Greg Natale, I see you as a businessman and an entrepreneur. So what I would really like to chat to you today is not so much about design trends, it's more about the journey that it took for you to become the businessman and the entrepreneur that you are today. So take me back to the early years. Well, hello, Bethany, and lovely to see you this afternoon. Um, Bethany, I was one of those lucky kids that knew what I wanted to do from a young age. And it wasn't until I had nephews and nieces that I would ask them, what what do you want to do after school? They had no idea. So it was actually the age of 10 that I realized that I wanted to be an interior designer. So from that age, I geared all my subjects at school from year seven to year 12 to art and technical drawing. And then straight from the HSC, I went and did interior design. So what was it that happened before you were 10 that made you realize that that's what you wanted to do? Look, my elder sister, who's, who's, you know, who's quite a bit older than me, is a fashion designer. And it wasn't necessarily that we had interior design magazines hanging around the house, but they were, there were fashion magazines everywhere. And that is from the earliest memory. There was always fashion magazines. So the sense of design was always around me. And my father was a builder. Mm-hmm. So I had this sense of building and I had this sense of design. And we didn't travel much as a family. So I traveled for film and television. So it was actually film and television sets that really inspired me to be an interior designer. So it was a fantasy of the TV set. It, it was a fantasy. And it probably is, now that I think about it, it probably is the reason that I do like a bit of drama in my work. Yes. It comes from that whole theatrical inspiration very, very early on. So what were the TV shows so that So look, there was, um, Tanya, Tanya Buchanan loves this story. It was, it was the sets of Dynasty. Uh-huh. So I loved, the, the, the Carrington house was so grand and Alexis's office and apartment was so modern. Yeah. But it was also movies like The Shining. Yeah. And that and that carpet scene. Right. The hallway carpet scene. And and when I when I, I mentioned this to people, they're like, I get it. So there was the hallway carpet scene with the orange geometric carpet. Uh-huh. That was um that was another scene. But other ten year olds aren't noticing that carpet. No, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I, 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 I see that now. At the time I thought I thought this was normal, but I see that now. Look, I look, um I feel very lucky that I was able to find my calling very early on. Yeah, for sure. And with your dad being a builder, did you, what, how did you get exposed to that? Would you go on site with him? How would you be involved in Look, that? there was, look, I would go on site, but also there was always plans around the house. There was always blue, so back, um, back then it was, it was, it was blueprints. Mm-hmm. So there was always blueprints. I, I was always reading plans. So I knew how to read a plan from a really young age. I just yeah. thought it was normal. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, as um, as I was as I got older, I actually helped him estimate. I'm actually really good at estimating and costing, so I would help him estimate jobs. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me because from uh, Greg's designed two of my showrooms, and so. That makes sense for me because I do with lots of interior designers with 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 Regency Distribution and James said, um, and usually it is all about the aesthetic. But what I know about you as a designer, when you were designing my showrooms, there would be things that we would go to battle on, and the things that I would think that you would be really dig your heels in and say, no, 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 the budget's got to go here. You'd be like, oh no, that's fine, I don't care about that. But the things that meant the most to you were structural. 
So you were definitely the sort of person that would say, no, 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 you need another beam here. No, 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 that's got to come down. That's got to come down. That's never going to be uh, symmetrical. And for me and the builder, we would be like, oh my God, do we really need to do this? Like this is going to blow the budget out this much. But they were the things that you saw. So you see the foundations before you start on the gloss. The, on the layering. Yes. Yeah. So look, um, Bethany, after interior design school, I actually went to architecture school. Right. So I'm really passionate about architecture. I'm passionate about interior architecture. And in the first book, The Tailored Interior, I really, the first chapter was, a, it was called Interior Architecture. Yes. And I really see that you really need to get the interior architecture correct for a space. Then you start layering. Yes. But if you don't have the interior architecture correct from the beginning, then it's hard to get the space right. Yes. So it probably does come from that very early sense of building with my father. And it is a part of your style because you have these uh, very, very bold and very confident designs, but they work because there's a structure and a cleanliness to them. So you'll notice that the ceiling is perfect. And even though it has pattern and detail on it, it's perfect. And so I think that's part of your style is having these clean lines and this perfect foundation before you start look, layering. Um, look, I mean, Believe it or not, I am a modernist at heart. Mm -hmm. You know how there's some designers who are more a classicist or a modernist? Mm -hmm. I am a modernist at heart, yeah. and I really believe in getting structure right, but I totally love classicism, mm -hmm. and then I love I love layering modernism with pattern and texture and um, colour. Yeah. So what a head start. So there you are, you're a teenager, you already know what you want to do, you're passionate about it, you're already selecting the right subjects. I was buying, I was buying magazines like Bell and House and Garden from like, you know, the age of 10. Wow, wow. So you studied and then you studied architecture after that. Yeah. So then you came out of school, so what was your first job? So my first job was with Garth Barnett. And Garth Barnett is a, um, you know, he's a pretty legendary decorator. Great first job to land. It into. was a great first job. Yeah. It was a. Um, it was. How did you get that? It was. A, it was just for the newspaper. You're it was, and this is a hilarious story. It was for the newspaper, and I wore a really expensive suit right. to the interview. And then later, Garth said, "I loved your suit." Wow. So you know, it was. Um, which is a funny story, but, but it was you know it was through matters. the newspaper. That well, happens to me too. When people come in for an interview with me, they're I mean they're going to sell furniture, right? I, they need to have good style and if style comes through everywhere, everywhere. I'm looking at the way you present yourself absolutely everywhere. and look yeah. I really believe style comes through everywhere it's like and and this is not in a superficial um, not in a superficial way but I really believe that um, as a designer you should live and breathe design mm -hmm. it should be the way you live it should be the clothes you wear it should be the car you drive you know for me design is design and I'm so super passionate about design yeah so it was actually yeah. in the newspaper, believe it or not. Wow. So um, I worked for Garth for about a year, and then it was actually then I decided to do architecture. Oh, so okay. I and then I worked and studied at the same time. Yeah, I worked and studied, and then after that, I'm I worked for a corporate company called HBO Plus EMTB. Okay. And look, that was that gave me that real. Um, strict training in a lot of processes, which is I think is important for designers. Yeah. And we and we did corporate and hotel work. Yes. It, it was it was a um it was a hard job, mm -hmm. but it but it really gave me that real strict the work ethic work ethic that yeah. I have now. Yeah. Because it's, it's all about because every, every sorry Bethany yeah. everything was about systems. Yeah. And then before I started Greg Natali Design, I worked for SJB. And um, Andrew Parr was like a dream to work for. He was a brilliant designer. He was a gentleman. 
and we worked on retail and we worked on beautiful hospitality work. Mm -hmm. So I really varied my work experience from high-end residential to offices and hotels and then restaurants and retail. So I sort of did it all. And then in 2001, I was 27. I felt that was the right time to start my business. Yeah. And my mother thought I was was young, but she knew she knew how um, how driven I am. So I just went and did it. Sometimes being young is the best advantage because you're naive. So you're naive, you don't yes. really understand yeah. what it is you're taking on yeah. and it can be your best asset. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think that's what you've got in your 20s. In your 20s, you've got that blind ambition. Yes. You don't necessarily have the experience. So I felt like just doing, starting the business with that blind ambition. I, I think would I do it now in my 40s? I don't know because it did take a while to get established. Maybe I would. But I'm happy that I did it now. Mm-hmm. That in my forties I am established. But you but didn't, I didn't have the experience. I, I didn't have the experience I have now. But I'm still glad I did it in my forties. Absolutely. I mean, in my twenties. In your twenties. Yeah. But you didn't just jump into it because there are a lot of uh, people who will come straight out of design school and launch straight into no, their own business. No, I think business. that's a huge mistake. I agree huge too mistake. because those first jobs. Everything that you do, all those first jobs shape who you are and how you operate. And the the mentors that you get there as well, like for example, you're talking about the boss that you just had. Yeah. He would have shaped the boss that you are now. To totally. Start. And you know what? And what Andrew Parr taught me is that you can respect, you, you know, you can treat your staff like equals and you can respect um, your staff and you can get the best outcome out of them. Agreed. Because he never screamed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was great. So... You, you, 100% you're correct and I did that on purpose so for five years I varied my work experience so I didn't go straight out of college mm-hmm. I think that that might have been a bit naive if you do that so okay so you decided then okay this is it I'm going to start Greg Natale design. design did you need capital to do that not really because when you start a design studio it's just really you a desk and a computer yeah so did you have a studio or you were working from home so because because it was a startup I mm-hmm. uh, no no I didn't I never worked from home because uh, it was a startup I had two other old friends who were in the same position yeah. so we just we, so we just um, rented out a little space in Surrey Hills oh, that's great. so we kept the rent really low we shared a meeting room yeah and then um, after a year, I, I had built up the business where I was able to get my own little studio. So it was still you... small though. It was still very small. And Bethany, the whole time I grew the business very, very slowly and organically. How did you get your first clients? My first clients were my family. Okay. Yeah. Look, they usually are. They're usually yourself or they're your family. They're your family. So look, my first clients were my two sisters. So they were like, they, they were young, they're in their 20s, they were, buying, they were buying their own little places. It was just like a small house and, a, and one had an apartment. So one, um, I did a small house for my sister, one sister, and that got, that got published in, in Home Beautiful. Amazing. And, that, and the phone calls just started. And then another apartment I did for my sister Serena, and that really launched the business. And look, Bethany, the reason, the real reason I actually started the business was because at the age of 27, I really felt like I needed creative control because mm-hmm. I had a real vision. Yeah. And sometimes it is hard to push a vision when you're working under someone yes. because you're working to their vision, which is fair enough. And I totally respected that out of all my bosses. But just at that, at that age, I felt like I really needed creative control and I needed to really push my vision. So with Serena's apartment, 
it was a tiny little one bedroom apartment. It was only 50 square meters. And the brief was, I don't want a white box. And this is 1999. Mm -hmm. And Sydney was entrenched in hard edge minimalism and everything was white on white. Yeah. Everything was clean. There was no layers, there was no curtains, there was no chandeliers, nothing, no metal. And Serena was like, I don't want any of that. I want, I want something that's luxe. Um, you know, Serena loves, you know, beautiful handbags and clothing and all that sort of stuff. So then I discovered the, the library for Florence Broadhurst. Uh -huh. And that was through Signature Prints. So I showed, I found this beautiful, really clean pattern. I showed Serena and Serena was like, I love this. So um, we decided to put navy blue carpet on the floor, which was really rich. We repeated the wallpaper on blinds and curtains and wallpaper. It won my first award with Bell Magazine. Amazing. It got pub and then that apartment, that apartment was published in Wallpaper in the UK. Wow. It was in it was in a whole lot of international books, and that really launched the business and the DNA of what the business is now. And Bethany, it was a very conscious decision to do something quite decorative and something quite unique because I felt like as a new designer, I did need to stand out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. And it worked, it really worked. The whole strategy worked and it set the DNA up for what the business is now because the business now is not only an interior design business, it's a product business mm -hmm. and the product's DNA is really in pattern still. So tell me about that. So when was it, so so your talent really is what you is why you were able to kickstart your business so quickly because your talent shined through, which meant you were able to attract the clients really quickly. So you started attracting clients, you became really busy, you started to employ staff. Yeah, I did. I, I started employing staff from from very, I, I, I hired an assistant within three months. That's amazing. Yeah, and look, I was scared. I, I Look, and to be totally honest, I was really scared and my, my accountant, um, and another really good thing I did in business from day one, I got a really good accountant. He wasn't cheap, but I got a really good accountant from day one and I still have him after like 18 years oh, that's and he would take me to lunch and he would like, you know, give me some pep talks and guide me and was like, don't be scared to hire people. But it was, very, it, it was a slow organic process, mm -hmm. but I did hire from, 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 from the first three months. Wow. I remember the first time I went to your office and I was expecting... It was tiny. It was tiny because you, you really had a profile there. I know. So I was expecting to walk into, into an this, office like it is now this, here. Yeah. yeah. And um, But there were so many staff in there. So it, it was really clinical. It was like there you were and then you opened up this room and there were all these people behind these computers just madly working away. And then there was a, a fabric library and a meeting table that and was that it. was it. Yeah. yeah. So look, my philosophy always is when you're a startup is keep the overheads low mm -hmm. and just build up the build up the business organically and it takes time and and one thing that I wish I could have said to my young self is, is be patient mm -hmm. my mother always tried to instill patience in me but I wasn't patient but it was just like just be patient because it takes time to build up a really solid business so if you looked at business like snakes and ladders yeah and Every day in business, we're climbing the ladder. Oh, totally. I mean, the ladder is an everyday yeah. thing. Every single day, you've got the grit climbing the ladder. What were the times where it was the snakes, where you just felt like you just slid right back? Well, what happened is, is that, so I started in 2001, and you know, it, it really took about, um, it really took about seven years for the business to take off and start getting those big projects. And guess what happened in, guess what happened from, from seven years, from 2001, that's 2008. Right. So in 2008, the whole world crashed. Mm -hmm. So we, we were getting amazing projects. Um, the, the, um, the team was building up and the, the market crashed. 
So I had to take the team right back to only three people. Wow. And 2009 and 2010 were really tough, but we just kept hanging in there. The projects were tougher because the budgets were tougher. And, but you know, again, I just build it up slowly again. But I was, sorry, I really was questioning myself at that period. Why am I doing this? But I just kept at it. Well, that was exactly the question. So were there times where you would be, and I know I experienced this, where you lay in bed and you've got those heart palpitations and you feel scared? Yeah, no, I was scared. Look, yeah. I, 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 at, that, at that point, my accountant finally um, got me to agree to getting an overdraft because okay. I didn't have an overdraft there because I didn't believe in him. Yeah. But he finally got me to agree get the overdraft mm-hmm. so that took the that took the whole angst out yes. and the whole anxiety out yeah. so the ang- so, so you know just having that security of an overdraft for the next few years you know at least took a bit of the angst out and then you know I just slowly build it up and then you know one thing I remember once I was at work late and I emailed a friend of mine who was at David Chipperfield and she was working on the Valentino concept which was an amazing project and I just said I remember emailing her goes why am I doing this and she said David was doing retail for 10 years, mm-hmm. like just basic retail for 10 years before he landed all the big work. So that sort of kept me going. Yeah. And so when do you, when did the shift happen between Greg Natale, the interior designer, who's running the interior design business, and then Greg Natale, the personality and the brand? When did that shift? So what happened is, is so um, in 2009, which is actually 10 years ago now, which is amazing, is that I launched my first rug collection with designer rugs. Right. So it was it was it was ten years ago, and that's when the shift really happened. Mm-hmm. And um and then from that there was another collaboration, and then we met each other, yeah. and then we collaborated, yeah. and then there was another rug collaboration, and then there was tiles, and then there was cushions, and then so these are opportunities that organically just came. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yeah, they did. And look, with business. Sometimes it's a bit of um, luck. Sometimes it can be good luck. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be bad luck. And you know this. Yeah. So what happened is in 2005, in Design Magazine used to do this Saturday called Saturday in Design uh-huh. where they take a whole lot of buses to um, all these different um, showrooms. And it was a really fun day. And I won the Lucky Door Prize at Corporate Culture. And the, the prize was at Egg Chair. It was an amazing prize. A Bang & Olufsen stereo and a designer rug. Wow. So, and then I designed my own rug and the rug was this repeat pattern of my logo uh-huh. and I caught Yossi's eye. Ah. And then I, and I, and then, and then, um, I had, and then I told Yossi I had this great idea for a rug collection. Yeah. So he said, put it together. Yeah. So then we started, then he started, um, prototyping mm-hmm. and it ended, and then we, we used it in projects, ended up on the cover of Bell magazine, the phones went off the hook and you know. Well, so once again, with all with all the things that have happened, it's just been your bravery, putting it out there, and your talent shining through and being yeah. noticed. Yeah. So look, you know, look, you know, it's a bit you, you, exactly. So even with luck, even with luck, um, it's always the um, hard work behind it. Yeah. So you've got to know when. So with business, even when there is a bit of even good luck, you've got to have the bravery to really run with it. And then when there's bad luck, mm-hmm. you've got to learn from the bad luck. Yeah. And then, you know, let that bad luck um, take you to the next level. Yeah. Do you ever go out on a job and then you look at the space and you just don't like it and you just don't want to do it? Or, or, or do you ever feel like you just don't have any inspiration or passion for a job? Look, the thing now, Bethany, is with all the projects is that we are doing projects that we do the architecture or interior architecture. Uh-huh. So at the beginning of this conversation, you, you touched on how... I really, I like to get into 
the interior architecture and really sculpt it, sculpt it, and you know move beams and ceilings. So mm. I'm so lucky now, Bethany, that I'm able to get in there from day one. So it doesn't really matter because you get to rip it all apart we, anyway. Yeah, or we start yeah. from new. Yeah, yeah. yes, I'm very, I, 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 look, I do feel very lucky that I've, I'm in that position now. And everything that you see in the books, mm -hmm. even the exteriors, is, is we've done. Yeah. So everything in the books, the interior architecture, architecture, all of it, we've mm -hmm. done. Do you turn much business away? Look, if the, yeah, I mean, look, if, look, if the project's not right or the budget's, or, or, or the budget's not realistic, then we have mm -hmm. to turn it away. I mean, I always say to my staff, I'm not Greg Copperfield. Yeah. I'm really not a magician. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, then it puts them under a lot of pressure as well. Your staff? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, if we're working with a budget that's unrealistic, it puts them under a lot of pressure as well. Yeah. And, you know, you know, and, you know, at my age now, I don't, I, I don't really need that angst in my office and yeah. in my life. So you don't want clients like me who ask you to do this showroom and go, be clever, be no, clever. No, 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 not at all. No, not at all. Your budgets are great. Oh, Your good. budgets are great. And look at the amazing stuff we've been able to do. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know what? I, I probably haven't told you. Your, your, your showroom in Melbourne has been accepted for Inside Magazine. Inside oh, wow. Magazine. It only happened this week. Oh, your so your exciting. office is so Inside Magazine is doing a, a a story on your showroom. Oh, thank you. So who any for anyone that doesn't know, Greg Natale has designed uh, James said showroom in Sydney, and also our huge flagship shop in Melbourne, which was an enormous undertaking because that was a shell. That was <laughs> that and was that, but, huge. But look, that was an amazing space. I remember the first day I went in there, I sort of had the look of shock in my uh, on my face. And, um, but it was such an amazing space and it was so exciting to work. It's an old theater. Yeah. It was so exciting to be working in an old theater, to work in an old theater. And the result is incredible. I'm yeah. so happy and proud of it. It's something special. And you know what? Yeah. And, you know, and we got to do a really cool restaurant as well. I know. Which was a bonus. Yeah. So going back to Greg Natale, the brand, Greg Natale with the books, and of course now uh, all your international recognition as well. Are you receiving jobs overseas? So look, yes, we have. We have done a couple of projects in the States, but what's really exciting is that my products are selling overseas. Yeah. So the products are doing quite well in America. Mm -hmm. We um, we launched in Bergdorf, Goodman, mm -hmm. about um, six months ago, and we're talking to other, and slowly we've been building up the independence and we're talking to other to some other big retailers in America and London. But what's really exciting is I'm opening up my first store in Potts Point. So t well, tell me about that. So the store is focusing on like um, on the smaller stuff of what I do. Mm -hmm. So it's accessories and cushions yeah. and and um, and gifting. Yeah, so people who love your style and read your books but aren't really in a position where, you know, they've got an enormous budget to get they can they can buy a bit of Greg Natale. Well, they can buy the home. sunglasses. They can buy the sunglasses, but look, yeah. it's a shop for everyone. It's a shop for interior designers to help yeah. finish their um, their projects. And there's a need for that, I think, in the Australian market Hugely. for really good accessories. Hugely. Like they're, they're really well, um, Bethany. That's why I've done it. Is that we, um, you know, we've been for the last like you know pr probably about ten years, we've had to um, import like you know a lot of our accessories from overseas. So that's why my passion, my that's where my passion was driven from it is that it was stuff that we just couldn't find. But yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's for other interior designers. It's for, you know, people doing their own houses. It's for my clients. It's for everyone. So, Greg, the reason I think we get along is because in business we're much the same and there is no boundary between personal life and business. No, so when we're, if we're doing I've, a project together, we'll call each other at any hour. And I say yeah. that to all my clients. I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really not one of those people that, um, I, look, I'm a very 24-7 person. Mm -hmm. It's just the way I am. I'm happy. 
I'm 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 happy being a twenty four seven person. Um, a client can call me late. Yeah. Um, if they like, they can call me on a weekend. Yeah. You know, I'll answer the phone. I'll um, if I can. Bethany and I email each other at midnight. We're yes. still up. Yeah. And so, I I think it's uh there can be a perception amongst people about you know success and what it actually takes. How many hours do you really Look, think I, that you work a week? I'm always working. I really am. I, I'm always working. You live I, and breathe it all the time. I do live and breathe it. And, 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 and it's what I touched on at the beginning of this conversation. For me, design is a vocation. It's a way of life. It really is. It, to me, it's everything. Yeah. It's like, you know, the office I'm in. It's, it's my apartment. It's the car. It's the clothing. Yeah. Look, I, I, I really have a passion for great design with everything. So even when you're on holiday, you're still thinking design? Totally. You know, like I really enjoy staying in a great designed hotel. Yeah. I, I, I tend to stay in a more boutique style hotel mm -hmm. more than a grand hotel because I like the level and detail that goes into a more boutique hotel. I love going to a designed restaurant, mm -hmm. but you know, you know, you, you know, but you know, sometimes I also like, you know, going to something that's not designed, you yeah. know, something that's a bit more raw because you can take inspiration from that. Yeah. So like I just got back from Greece yeah. and I actually thought I wouldn't like Greece, but I loved it. And I love that it was, it was quite raw. I loved the vernacular architecture. Mm -hmm. um, I loved Athens. I thought the Acropolis was incredible. Um, I'm now working and I'm so now I'm so inspired by that whole Greek Greco Roman thing. Mm -hmm. You've made me obsessed with arches, by the way. Oh. Arches are everywhere. All I see is arches. I know, so. and I'm, and you know what? I was so and thank you, Bethany, for just trusting me and having that arched room because I just felt like the re the 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 showroom needed this very special. It's almost like a um, what would you call it? I can't think of the room, but in the middle of the house. It's, I, I can't remember the room, but I just felt like that that middle room in the showroom needed to be arched, arched. And thank you for trusting me. Well, so this is in my Melbourne showroom. So uh, Greg did convince me to put a whole room of arches in there. And I was like, no, I was not for it at all. And Greg really convinced me. And I'm, I'm obsessed with it now. It's my favourite part well, of it the Well, it shoots well. It shoots well. It breaks up the space. Yes. And it's a very good, um, you know, it's a room where, you, where it leads you on to other spaces. Yeah. So Greg, you are one of the most uh, passionate people I know about their business and also one of the most ambitious people that I know. So where do you see the brand going now? I hope to, ex look, the, the interior design business is really, really established and, um, and it's, probably, it's probably where I, I, I want it to be mm -hmm. because with me, I'm a, very, I'm a really hands-on person and you know, the, my staff and the clients really love having access to me. So the design of the, the size of the design studio is probably where it is comfortably, yeah. where everyone can still, you know, um, have access to me. It's, you know, um, it's the product business, growing the product business. Yeah. So, you know, I'd love to, um, you know, maybe have, a, you know, um, a few more stores overseas and have mm -hmm. some more retailers and, you know, just keep, you know, building up on what we're doing with the product business. It's so exciting. And look, um, we just did a boat which was amazing, which was amazing. And you know what I love so much about doing a boat, Bethany, and you'll, and you'll get this, is that at the moment, matchy-matchy design is not very fashionable. Mm -hmm. But in a boat, it can be very matchy-matchy. Yeah. And um, I love matchy-matchy design. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And you, can, and you can get to do that on a boat. That's great. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Greg. I really no, appreciate Bethany, it. No, Bethany, and um, and it's always such a pleasure working with you, Bethany. Oh, and thank, thank you, you for trusting me on your projects. Oh, oh <laughs> thanks, Greg. <laughs> 
Don't miss out on the next episode of Design Talk. Subscribe to keep up to date.